Hello there, ladies and gentlemen. Happy Thursday and welcome to MLB Morning Coffee from the Ocean Avenue Studios in San Francisco, California. This is Greg Mraz, your host as always. Thank you so much for tuning in. I hope that you are having a wonderful day. It is always a good day when we're talking about baseball. Make sure that you write a review, leave a rating, and subscribe. It helps out our metrics tremendously. Brief opening segment today. Really not a whole lot to talk about in terms of actual MLB news. Most of the news is just what's going on on the field. I, for one, am very excited that the St. Louis Cardinals are potentially going to be back by the weekend, and we're going to have a, relatively speaking, COVID-free MLB environment where we don't have to worry about breakouts or whatnot. I hope that's the case for the rest of the year. I'm not sure it's going to be the case for the rest of the year, but I hope that people have learned their lesson, at least the players that were involved in these COVID outbreaks, that they've learned their lesson about what you have to do in order to keep yourself and your teammates safe. If the Marlins situation and the Cardinals situation hasn't scared the living daylights out of you, then I'm afraid that you cannot be helped. We're going to go a little bit into next week the surprises of the baseball season thus far, and the disappointments. I don't see a whole ton of disappointments at this point. It's really difficult to make a judgment on that. There are a couple of surprises, at least in terms of how good these teams actually are. And the team that I want to start with today is the Chicago Cubs. The Chicago Cubs are a team that, relatively speaking, was kind of left for dead in the offseason when everybody thought that they were going to trade Chris Bryant and they didn't really sign any free agents to bolster their team. But under new manager David Ross, who I was very critical of, they have actually been stellar. And we'll start off with them today against the Kansas City Royals at Kauffman Stadium. Marlins won again. They swept the Orioles in a doubleheader. They're five and one. Base hit to right. It's three to one. Cubs beat the Royals six to one to improve to ten and two. Kansas City is three and ten. Yu Darvish gets the win. He is two and one. He went seven innings, allowed one run on five hits, one walk, and four strikeouts. Chris Bubich, the tough luck loser for Kansas City, the former Stanford Cardinal, goes six innings, allows two runs on four hits, two walks, and six strikeouts. No save in the ball game. Royals got their lone run in the bottom of the third inning on a Whit Merrifield double play ground out. Cubs were held scoreless until the top of the fourth inning when Javier Baez singled home a run, and then Wilson Contreras also hit into a double play, but it did score a run. It remained 2-1 until the top of the eighth inning when Javi Baez again drove home a run with an RBI single and Wilson Contreras followed with an RBI single of his own. In the top of the ninth inning, the Cubs made it 5-1 on a Victor Caratini RBI single and then Chris Bryant singled home the sixth run of the ballgame for Chicago. The top third of the Cubs' order each had two hits. Chris Bryant, two for five with two runs scored. Anthony Rizzo, two for four with two runs scored and a walk. Javier Baez, two for four with two RBI. Also got to credit Victor Caratini, who was the catcher today, with a two for four performance, one run scored and one RBI. Wilson Contreras, one for four with a run batted in as well. Ian Happ, a pinch hitter, one for two with a run scored. Kansas City had just five hits in the ballgame. They had no RBI. The Cubs partners on the south side of Chicago, the White Sox, had won six in a row prior to hosting the Brewers on Wednesday night. 
However, it was an unlikely source that kept the White Sox potent offense at bay. Who would love to be on that 60-man roster. And so to have this opportunity, he said, was still special. There's another base hit. Thank you, Sophia. Sogard delivers one, and this is going to bring in a run. Matthias scores. The good old-fashioned pitcher's duel at guaranteed rate field. Adrian Hauser goes seven shutout innings, allows just five hits, two walks, and five strikeouts. Brewers blank the White Sox one to nothing. Hauser gets his first win of the year. Dallas Keuchel takes the loss. He is two and one. Keuchel allows just one run on five hits in seven innings, one walk, and eight strikeouts. The save goes to Josh Hader. He pitches a perfect ninth inning. The only run in the ball game came in the top of the third inning on an Eric Sogard RBI single. Brewers had five hits in the ball game, nobody with multiple hits, although the bottom four in the order each had a hit. That would be Manny Pena, Mark Mathias, Orlando Arcia, and Eric Sogard. Danny Mendick went three for three for the White Sox. The rest of the lineup, they went just three for 26. Single hits for Luis Robert, Yoan Moncada, and Yasmani Grandal. Brewers are 4-5, and five, White Sox are 7-5. and five. The White Sox were hoping that the Twins would finally lose, but as they went to Pittsburgh, losing was not an option for the Bomba squad. Maybe with the injuries to guys, you go with the six-man. A high blast to right field, back, and gone! A home run for Kepler! And the lead grows to five to nothing. That Max Kepler three-run homer gave the Twins all the insurance that they needed as they beat the Pirates five to two at PNC Park. Minnesota is an American League best ten and two. Pittsburgh is a Major League worst two and ten. The winner, Randy Dobnak. He is two and one. He allowed just three hits in six shutout innings, no walks, and one strikeout. Trevor Williams takes the loss for Pittsburgh. He is 0-3, despite allowing just one run on three hits in seven innings. No save in the ballgame. Twins got their first run in the top of the second inning on a Marwin Gonzalez RBI single. Then it was 1-0 going into the top of the ninth inning. Marwin Gonzalez had another RBI single, and then Max Kepler hit a three-run homer his fourth of the year. Pirates got two in the bottom of the ninth inning on Josh Bell's second homer of the year, a two-run shot, but that would be all. For Minnesota, they had seven hits in the ball game. Gonzalez goes two for four with two RBI and a run scored. Max Kepler one for four with three RBI and a run scored. Single hits for Jorge Polanco, Nelson Cruz, Byron Buxton, and Luis Arias. For Pittsburgh, Josh Bell goes three for four with a two-run homer and one scored. The Pirates had just one other hit in the ball game. That came courtesy of Eric Gonzalez, the third baseman, who went one for three. The Boston Red Sox have had a much maligned pitching staff in the first week and a half of the season. Well, Martin Perez came out against the Rays in Tampa and absolutely shoved. Get out of here. High fly ball, deep right field, driving back Renfro at the wall, and that ball is out of here. It's gone. There's number one for Alex Verdugo. He hits a two-run homer and touches them all here at Tropicana Field, and the Red Sox have the lead in the fourth inning. Red Sox blank the Rays 5-0 at Tropicana Field. They hold Tampa to just four hits in the game. Boston is 4-8. Tampa is 5-7. Martin Perez gets the win. He is 2-1. He goes five shutout innings, allows just four hits, walks three, strikes out four. Ryan Yarborough gets the loss. He is 0-2. 
He allows five runs on eight hits over five innings, one walk and five strikeouts. Red Sox got their first runs in the top of the fourth inning thanks to an Alex Verdugo two-run homer, his first in a Red Sox uniform. In the top of the sixth inning, Christian Vasquez singled home one, and then Michael Chavis hit his second homer of the year, plating two to make it five to nothing. Red Sox had ten hits in the ball game. Going over the individual numbers, Xander Bogarts goes two for four with one run scored. Michael Chavis three for four with two RBI and two runs scored. Alex Verdugo one for three with two RBI and a run scored. For Tampa, Yandy Diaz goes two for four. He was the only Ray with multiple hits. Because of everything surrounding COVID-19, we're going to have ourselves a lot of doubleheaders. Our first twin bill is in Baltimore with the Marlins and the Orioles. Marlins were the road team in game one and the home team in game two. Let's listen to the highlights. This is Anderson shooting one down the line off the top of that wall, and it's going to have just enough to get out for a home run for Brian Anderson, a 1-0 Marlins lead. Oh, boy. Marlins sweep the doubleheader. They blank Baltimore 1-0 in game one and then edge Baltimore 2-1 in game two. Marlins are 5-1. Baltimore has lost three in a row. They fall to 5-6. In game one, the winning pitcher was Nick Vincent as he pitched a scoreless inning in the third out of the Marlins' bullpen. Eliezer Hernandez got the start for Miami. He goes four and a third innings of scoreless ball. Two hits, one walk, and five strikeouts. Alex Cobb takes the loss. He is one and one for Baltimore. One run on two hits in five innings, three walks, and seven strikeouts. Brandon Kinsler gets the save, his second, with a scoreless seventh inning. That's right, a scoreless seventh inning because doubleheaders in 2020 are seven-inning ball games. Brian Anderson hit a solo homer in the top of the fourth inning. That made it 1-0, and that was the only run of the ball game. In game two, Miami beat Baltimore 2-1. Both Marlins runs came in the bottom of the first inning. Jesus Aguilar had a sack fly. Brian Anderson had an RBI single. Only Orioles run came on an Austin Hayes single. Winning pitcher Brian Moran out of the Miami bullpen. He goes a scoreless inning. Doesn't allow a hit. Walks one, strikes out three. Asher Wojciechowski takes the loss for Baltimore. He is 0-2. He allows two runs on four hits over five innings, one walk, and four strikeouts. Stephen Tarpley gets the save. He goes an inning and a third of scoreless relief. One hit allowed, one walk, no strikeouts. For Miami in this game, they had just four hits. Baltimore had just four hits. Now to the second doubleheader between the Phillies and the Yankees. Again, one team home, one team road for each of the two games. This time it was at Citizens Bank Park in Philadelphia. Yankees the home team for game one. Phillies the home team for game two. 2-2 two -two pitch. Down the left field line for Real Muto. It is gone! Just inside the pole, JT with his second home run of the year. It's 5-3 Phillies. Phillies outslugged the Yankees 11-7 in Game 1. Yankees edged the Phillies 3-1 in Game 2. New York is 9-2. Philadelphia is 2-4. In Game 1, Zach Wheeler gets the win. He is 2-0 for the Phillies. Two earned runs, three total on six hits over six innings. Two walks and two strikeouts. For New York, J.A. Happ takes the loss. He allows four runs on three hits in three innings. He walked six, struck out one. The save goes to Hector Neris, his first, as he pitches to one batter and gets one out. 
Phillies had to come back to win this ball game. They allowed one run in the first and two runs in the second to the Yankees, who were the home team. Glaber Torres grounded into a double play to score the first run in the first inning. Brett Gardner hit a two-run homer in the second, his third, to make it 3-0. Phillies scored four in the top of the third inning, thanks to a two-run homer from Bryce Harper, a bases-loaded walk from Phil Gosselin, and a Roman Quinn RBI ground out. Phillies extended a lead to 5-3 in the top of the fifth inning thanks to a JT Real Muto home run. Reese Hoskins then had an RBI single in the top of the sixth to make it 6-3 Philadelphia. Bryce Harper reached on a fielder's choice and an error helped score an additional run to make it 8-3. Real Muto then had an RBI single to make it 9-3. Scott Kingery with an RBI single, that made it 10-3. And then their last run came on a D.D. Gregorius ground ball single. 11-3. Yankees would score four runs in the bottom of the seventh inning, but it was 4 not. Aaron Judge did hit his seventh homer of the game for Philadelphia in the box score offensively. JT Real Muto was the only player that had multiple hits. He went two for three with two runs scored, two RBI, and two walks. For New York, DJ LeMahieu goes three for three with a run scored. Aaron Judge one for four with three RBI. Brett Gardner two for three with two RBI and two runs scored. In game two, as we said, the Yankees win three to one. Adam Adovino, the winner out of the bullpen, he pitches to one batter and gets one out. Tommy Hunter takes the loss for Philadelphia. He does not record an out. He allows two runs on four hits. No walks and no strikeouts. Spoils a great performance by Aaron Nola, who struck out 12 over six innings. He allowed just one run on three hits in that effort. Yankees and Phillies traded runs in the second inning. New York getting their first on a Luke Voigt solo homer, his fourth, and then Andrew Knapp singled homer run to tie the game at one. In the top of the seventh inning, Mike Touchman doubled home the go-ahead run, and Gio Urshela added an insurance run with an RBI single. Phillies had just three hits in this ballgame, while the Yankees had seven. For New York, Luke Voigt goes two for three with an RBI and a run scored. That came on his homer. Gio Urshela goes two for three with an RBI as well. For the Phillies, nobody had multiple hits in the ballgame. By the way, Zach Britton picks up the save for New York, his fifth, as he goes a perfect seventh inning. It was a dramatic end to the game in San Diego between the Dodgers and the Padres. We'll take you there next. Kenley Jansen against Manny Machado. First pitch. Line to left field. Taylor is there. Makes the catch. Here's the throw to the plate. It is there. And the game is over. Chris Taylor ends the night with an outfield assist from left. What a play to end the ball game as Chris Taylor throws out the tying run at the plate. Dodgers edge the Padres 7-6 at Petco Park. L.A. is 9-4. San Diego is 7-6. Ross Stripling gets the win. He is 3-0. Stripling allows four runs on six hits over five and two-thirds innings, two walks and seven strikeouts. The loser, Garrett Richards, he is 0-1. He allows four runs on five hits over five innings, one walk and four strikeouts. Kenley Jansen picks up the save, his fourth. He allows a run in the ninth inning. Giving you a recap of this ball game, Dodgers take a 2-0 lead on a Jock Peterson two-run homer in the top of the second inning. Will Smith then singles home an insurance run in the top of the fifth to make it 3-0, followed by an RBI double by Kike Hernandez. Padres cut the deficit in half on a Fernando Tatis Jr. two-run homer, making it 4-2 bottom five. 
Peterson hits his second homer in the game, his third of the year, to make it 7-2 in the sixth inning. Padres get back to a three-run deficit on a Greg Garcia two-RBI double, then a two-run deficit on a Will Myers homer, and then a one-run deficit in the bottom of the ninth inning on a Tommy Pham RBI single. But again, the play of the day, Manny Machado hits a line drive to left field for out number two in the inning. Trent Grisham tries to tag from third and score. He is out at the plate, and the ball game is over just like that. For Los Angeles, as we mentioned, the star of the show, Jock Peterson, as he goes two for three with five RBI and three runs scored. Chris Taylor, two for four with two runs scored. For San Diego, Fernando Tatis Jr., two for four with two RBI, two runs scored, and a walk. Nobody else in the game other than Will Myers had multiple hits for San Diego as he goes two for four with an RBI and two runs scored. We will now take you back east. Tight one between the Blue Jays and the Braves at Truist Park in Atlanta. Hard hit ball at short. Bichette bounces it across in time to get the out. Well, what a play. Blue Jays edge the Braves 2-1 at Truist Park. Hinjin Ryu picks up his first win in a Toronto uniform. He is 1-1, one one, five shutout innings, one hit, three walks, and eight strikeouts. Sean Newcomb takes the loss for Atlanta. He allows two runs on five hits in four and two-thirds innings, one walk, and four strikeouts. Anthony Bass gets the save for Toronto, his second as he goes a scoreless ninth inning. Blue Jays are 4-5, and five, Braves are 8-5. and five. Toronto got their first run on a Danny Jansen sacrifice fly in the top of the second inning. Kevin Biggio then made it 2-0 with an RBI single in the top of the fifth. Bottom seven, Adam Duvall hits his second homer of the year to cut the Atlanta deficit to one, but that is all they would manage. Braves had just three hits in the ballgame. Blue Jays had just five. Bo Bichette goes two for four with a run, scored Kevin Biggio one for four with an RPI. Vlad Guerrero Jr. one for four with a run scored. For Atlanta, Adam Duvall had a two for three performance with an RBI, a walk, and a run scored. Rest of the Braves lineup went just one for 25. Now we head to Nationals Park in D.C. for the Mets and the Nationals. And then Willie number five. Up the middle on a base hit for Guillaume. Around third, Davis heading home. The throw to the plate is not in time. And so Luis Guillaume puts the Mets in front with an RBI single, and it's 2-1 to one New York. Mets score one in the first, one in the fourth, and one in the seventh as they edge the Nationals 3-1 to one in D.C. New York is 5-8. and eight. Washington is 4-5. and five. Rick Porcello gets the win for New York. He is 1-1. One one run on five hits over seven innings, no walks and four strikeouts. Eric Fetty takes the loss out of the bullpen for the Nationals. He allows one run on three hits in three innings, three walks and one strikeout. Worth noting, Max Scherzer left after just one inning of work for Washington. Seth Lugo gets the save. He goes two scoreless innings, doesn't allow a hit, and strikes out two. We will take you to the play-by-play as Dominic Smith had a sack fly in the top of the first inning. Nationals tie the game on a Juan Soto RBI double in the bottom of the first. Luis Guillorme gives the Mets the lead with an RBI single in the top of the fourth inning. And then Dominic Smith with an insurance run on an RBI double in the top of the seventh to make it 3-1 to Nationals. As the box score tells it, nobody had multiple hits in the game for New York. Dominic Smith had multiple RBIs. He goes one for three. 
Brandon Nimmo goes 0 for 2, but he draws three walks and scores two runs. For the Nationals, Juan Soto goes 2 for 4 with an RBI, but that was the only player for Washington that had multiple hits in the ballgame. The Indians have had great starting pitching early on, and they showed it once again as they hosted the Cincinnati Reds at Progressive Field on Wednesday night. Hard hit ground ball in the hole. Coming around third, Luke Blow will be waved home. Akiyama's throw to the plate, not in time, and the Indians strike first here at inning number five. Indians get five and two-thirds innings of shutout baseball from Mike Clevenger. Two runs in the bottom of the fifth inning are more than enough as they blank the Reds 2-0 at Progressive Field. Cleveland back over 500 there at 7-6. Reds fall to 5-7. Clevenger is 1-1, five and two-thirds innings, no runs on two hits. He did walk five, struck out four. T.J. Antone takes the loss for Cincinnati. One run on two hits in four and a third innings. He walked four and struck out four. Brad Hand gets the save, his fourth. He does not allow a run in one inning, one walk, and two strikeouts. For the Indians... Both runs came on pretty simple plays, an RBI single from Cesar Hernandez and a Jose Ramirez RBI ground out. Indians had just four hits in the ball game, nobody with multiple hits, but the top three in the lineup, Cesar Hernandez, Jose Ramirez, and Francisco Lindor, each had one hit. For the Reds, they had just three hits coming from Shogo Akiyama, Nick Castellanos, and Jesse Winker. We will head back out west for the Rockies and the Giants at Coors Field. And I'll just say this, Brandon Belt still has a little something left in his tank. Belt hits a high drive to right. Blackman Bagger, Mick Tapia out of here. And the Giants take the lead. That three-run homer from Belt and an insurance run in the sixth inning proved to be just enough as the Giants edge the Rockies 4-3 at Coors Field. Rockies fall to 8-3, Giants are 6-7. Logan Webb picks up the win, his first. One earned run, two total on four hits over five innings. No walks and four strikeouts. He is 1-0 as we said. John Gray takes the loss for Colorado. He allows three earned runs, four total on five hits over six innings. No walks and two strikeouts. Trevor Gott picks up the save for the Giants. His third as he goes a scoreless ninth inning. One walk and one strikeout. Rockies got on the board in the bottom of the first inning and scored an additional run in the third. Charlie Blackman had the RBI single in the first. David Dahl with the sack fly in the third. Brandon Belt's three-run homer made it 3-2 Giants in the fourth. And Wilmer Flores added an insurance run in the top of the sixth inning on an RBI single. Nolan Arenado hit a home run in his third straight game to make it 4-3 San Francisco in the bottom of the seventh inning. But the Rockies got no closer. Looking at the box score, Giants had seven hits in the ball game, a two-for-four performance from Brandon Belt with three RBI and two runs scored. Pablo Sandoval goes two-for-four in the game for San Francisco. For Colorado, the only player with multiple hits was Tony Walters as he goes two-for-three. Now on to Oakland, where the A's put on a comeback performance against the Texas Rangers. High in the air to right center. Hit pretty well, and... career home run for Austin Allen, a high-towering shot. 
A's score two in the seventh to take the lead and add on an insurance run in the eighth to make it 6-4. to four. That would be the final. T.J. McFarlane picks up his first win. He goes two-thirds of an inning out of the A's bullpen. One hit, no walks, and one strikeout. Ian Jabot takes the loss for Texas. He is 0-1. Two runs on two hits in one inning, no walks, and three strikeouts. The save to Joaquin Soria, who goes five outs, an inning and two-thirds, no hits, no walks, and three strikeouts. It was his second save of the year. For Texas, Kyle Gibson got the start. He allowed three runs on four hits in six innings, two walks and nine strikeouts. Sean Manaya, the starter for the A's, three and a third, four runs on six hits, one walk and five strikeouts. A's are eight and four. Rangers are three and seven. Sinsu Chu led off the ball game with a homer his third of the year, making it one nothing Rangers. Matt Olson, though, came back in the bottom of the first inning and hit his second homer of the year, a two-run shot to make it two to one A's. Three runs for the Rangers in the top of the fourth inning, thanks to a Nick Solik RBI double, an Isaiah Keener-Falefa RBI single, and a Rob Refsnyder sacrifice fly. A's got it to 4-3 in the bottom of the fifth inning on Ramon Laureano's third homer of the year, and then in the bottom of the seventh, that call that you just heard, Austin Allen's first homer to make it 5-4 A's. Matt Olson hit his second homer of the game in the bottom of the eighth inning to extend the A's lead to 6-4. For Oakland, seven hits total. Olsen goes two for three with three RBI and two runs scored. Allen one for three with two RBI and a run scored. Tony Kemp goes two for four with a run scored. For Texas, Todd Frazier two for four with a run scored. Elvis Andrus goes two for four as well. Now to Arizona for the Diamondbacks and the Astros, and let's just say that after a poor performance from Madison Bumgarner last night, Arizona's offense came for the kill in the fourth inning. Here's one more out to Springer in right. Here comes Cattell. Cole Calhoun, an inside-the-park home run and an RBI single all in the same inning, and it's an eight-run D-backs fourth. A nine-run bottom of the fourth inning for Arizona as they trounce Houston 14-7. to Astros had a 4-0 lead going into that bottom of the fourth inning, but Arizona just put the pounding on the Astros. Winning pitcher Robbie Ray, he is 1-2. Ray goes five innings, allows six runs on six hits, two walks and six strikeouts. Lance McCullers takes the loss. He allows eight runs on seven hits over three and two-thirds innings, no walks and a strikeout. Just going through some of the offensive numbers for the 4-8 Diamondbacks, Astros fall to 6-5. Cattell Marte goes 3-for-5 with two runs scored and an RBI. Cole Calhoun goes 2-for-5 with three RBI and two runs scored. Starling Marte goes 2-for-3 with two runs scored and two walks. Christian Walker 2-for-5 with a run scored and an RBI. Eduardo Escobar 1-for-4 with two runs scored and two RBI. David Peralta 2-for-4 with four RBI and two runs scored. Stephen Vogt, 2-for-4 with an RBI, a walk, and a run scored. The homers in the game come from Cole Calhoun, his second, Nick Ahmed, his first, Eduardo Escobar, his first, and David Peralta, his first. For Houston, Kyle Tucker hit a home run. Tucker in the ballgame goes 1-for-3 with two RBI. Abraham Toro hits his first homer. Toro, 2-for-4 with two RBI and two runs scored. George Springer hits his third homer of the year, 1-for-4 with two RBI. And Uli Gudiel hits his second homer of the season, 1-for-3 with an RBI and a run scored. 
final game of the night up in Seattle between the Angels and the Mariners. High drive right field. That baby's gone. Or do that. That thing is long gone. A three-run check by Kyle Seager. The Mariners have a 3-1 lead. Mariners use a pair of three-run innings and hold on against the Angels, winning 7-6 at T-Mobile Park. Mariners are 5-8. Angels are 4-8. Marco Gonzalez gets the win. He is 2-1. Three runs on three hits over seven innings, no walks, and seven strikeouts. All three runs came on solo homers. Julio Tehran with the loss for Anaheim. He goes two and two-thirds innings, two runs on two hits, two walks, and two strikeouts. Carl Edwards Jr. gets his first save in a Mariners uniform, one scoreless inning, no walks, and two strikeouts. Angels struck first in the top of the third inning on a Max Stassi solo homer, his third. Kyle Seeger countered with a three-run homer in the bottom of the third inning to make it 3-1. to one. Kyle Lewis then with an RBI single in the bottom of the fifth to extend the lead to 4-1. to one. Angels would then make it 4-3 to three with a David Fletcher homer, his second, and a Mike Trout homer, his third, in the top of the sixth inning. Mariners, though, scored three in the bottom of the seventh inning. Austin Nola with a two RBI double to make it six to three, and then Evan White with a ground rule double that drove home the seventh run for Seattle. Mike Trout hits his second homer of the game in the top of the eighth inning, a three-run shot to make it seven to six, but the Mariners would hold on. Seattle had 12 hits in the ball game. Dylan Moore goes three for five with two runs scored. Kyle Lewis, two for four with an RBI, a walk, and a run scored. Kyle Seeger, two for five with three RBI and two runs scored. Austin Nola, two for four with two RBI. For the Angels, Mike Trout goes two for four with two home runs and four RBI. He scores two runs in the ball game. Nobody else for the Angels had multiple hits, although Max Stassi goes one for two with two runs scored and an RBI. That RBI came on his solo homer. That is your recap for Wednesday, August 5th, 2020. Now let's look at today's ball games. Who cares? Let's check it out. Check it out! We start off with a day game in Pittsburgh where the 10-2 Twins are at the 2-10 Pirates, 1.35 Eastern Time. Kenta Maeda for Minnesota. He is 2-0 with a 1.64 ERA. JT Brubaker goes for Pittsburgh. No record and no runs allowed. 1-10 Mountain Time start in Colorado, 6-7 Giants at the 8-3 Rockies. Tyler Anderson for San Francisco, 0-1 with a 3-6-8 ERA. Kyle Freeland for Colorado, 2-0 with a 1-5 ERA. 12-40 start at the Coliseum in Oakland, 3-7 Rangers at the 8-4 A's. Mike Miner goes for Texas. He's 0-2 with a 5-9-1 ERA. Mike fires for the A's. No record in ERA of 5.4. 110 start in Seattle. 4-8 Angels at the 5-8 Mariners. Dylan Bundy for Los Angeles. He goes 1-1 with a 2-8-4 ERA. Taiwan Walker for Seattle. 1-1 with a 4-3-5 ERA. 6-0-5 Eastern start in Philadelphia. 9-2 New York Yankees at the 2-4 Philadelphia Phillies. Jordan Montgomery for New York. He is 1-0 with a 1-5-9 ERA. Zach Eflin goes for Philly. He is making his season debut. 6-10 Eastern time starting Cleveland. 5-7 Reds at the 7-6 Indians. Luis Castillo for Cincinnati. 0-1 with a 4-5 ERA. Carlos Carrasco for Cleveland. 1-1 with a 3-7-5 earned run average. 7-0-7 Eastern time 
4.07 local time in Arizona. Six and five Astros at the four and eight Diamondbacks. Brandon Belak goes for Houston. Two and zero with a one six nine ERA. Zach Gallen for Arizona. No record at two seven ERA. Six oh seven start at Kauffman Stadium in Kansas City. Ten and two Cubs at the three and ten Royals. Tyler Chatwood goes for Chicago. He is two and zero with a .71 ERA in his first two starts. Brad Keller makes his season debut for Kansas City. Seven ten Eastern Time in Atlanta. Four and five Blue Jays at the eight and five Braves. Nate Pearson makes his second start for Toronto. No record. He is not allowed to run against Tuki Toussaint for Atlanta. No record. An 8-10 ERA. Marlins host the Orioles, albeit at Oriole Park at Camden Yards at 7:35 Eastern Time. Orioles are five and six. Marlins are five and one. Wade LeBlanc goes for Baltimore. One and zero with a 4.09 earned run average. Jordan Yamamoto makes his season debut for Miami. Final game of the night, 7:10 Eastern Time start at Guaranteed Rate Field. Four and five Brewers at the seven and five White Sox. Josh Lindblom for Milwaukee. No record of 4.91 ERA against Gio Gonzalez. No record a 7.36 ERA. That is your slate of games for today, and that's where we will leave it. Have a great rest of your day, everybody, and thanks for listening to MLB Morning Coffee, a production of the Ocean Avenue Studios in San Francisco. My name is Greg Moraz, and as always, we will catch you in the AM.